HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Broadcasting live from Roberta's in Bushwick, Brooklyn, you're listening to HeritageRadioNetwork.com. The following is a message from Heritage Foods USA. Thanksgiving turkeys in America used to be different. They came from a wide variety of breeds, they were healthy and raised outdoors on small family farms, their flavor? Exquisite. Continue this tradition with the same Heritage turkeys. Order yours now on www.heritagefoodsusa.com or call 718-389-0985. That's Hey, and welcome to The Food Scene. I'm your host, Michael Harlan Turkel, here on HeritageRadio.com. Excited to have brother and sister illustration dynamo duo behind TheyDrawAndCook.com. They Draw and Cook the Book, now out by Weldon Owen, Sally Swindell, and Nate Padovic. Thank you for being here. Wow. Thanks for having us. Yeah. All the way from what? (laughs) North Adams, Mass. Yeah, up in the Berkshires. And then... Hudson, Ohio. Hudson, and that's near where in Ohio? 30 minutes south of Cleveland. Excellent. Sort of. For years, though, obviously, being brother and sister, I'm assuming you grew up together. (laughs) Kind of. (laughs) Kind of. You know, I was 12 when Nate was born. Yeah. And our mom did a great job of not making me have to do anything. (laughs) You know, I didn't have to babysit. I didn't have to change diapers so i sort of didn't know nate existed until i was um like in my late 20s that's that's how a lot of siblings work anyway even if they're like twins yeah it wasn't until i graduated college that i really talked that much to you right or right yeah okay (laughs) you know i I, you know yeah i had things going on and (laughs) baby brother wasn't one of them (laughs) 
a what? busy 12 year old yeah where did you grow up uh cleveland in cleveland yeah sub what what is cleveland known for food wise Ooh, pierogies the west that, side market yeah yeah there's a section in cleveland tremont that it just seems to always have a good cluster of really good restaurants going on. And as everyone knows, that's where Michael Simon has his... The Lola Bistro. Lola and yeah. Lolita's, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's some good ethnic cabbage and good good Polish restaurants. And yeah. But, you know, I don't eat meat, yeah, so... Yeah, it has a pretty good food scene, but, you know, growing up you wouldn't know it by looking at our dinner table <laughs> well, well, what was on your dinner table was it pierogies was it oh i am not going to start slamming our mouths <laughs> no she was a very consistent cook and i wouldn't say it was always adorned with spices and and different flavors but i was also the pickiest child eater ever well sally's vegetarian yeah and i was vegetarian from the time i was born and my mom was a very our mom <laughs> my mom too <laughs> but she was very meat and potatoes and you didn't like meat and i don't think you ate potatoes well no I, i'm a starch hound oh, okay. but um yeah i needed it to be burnt so that i couldn't recognize it and they they tried to make me eat it and i always went out and got cereal later and yeah i always clean my plate oh jeez. <laughs> unless it was spanish rice i didn't like her spanish rice so, I mean, there was ethnicity on the table, too. It wasn't just... No. I wouldn't say that. Yeah, no? No, it was... It was <laughs> just deep. Spanish rice is just that boxy yellow rice. Oh, yeah, that, that was get. just... You know, that, when you think of it, that was a time when all those... Um, I remember the three-layer jello molds. Oh, yeah. Where you... The way you put things in, it made that shiny red at the bottom, and then a medium fluff, and then super fluffy jello on top, that one, two, three jello. You know, she was good for always having desserts, and... And things like that, but I also would eat ten Oreos and milk for breakfast. So, <laughs> and this book here, they draw and cook, is so healthy. It doesn't really have a ton of Oreos in it. Well, I am healthy now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, how did you break away from that type of eating, that type of you know uh, cuisine, if you can call <laughs> it that, into exploring these worldly tastes that you have in this book? Well, wow, that's more a uh... That's more a, a product of just the global influence of They Draw and Cook. I mean, there's the website has about 1,600 recipes yeah. submitted by over 800 artists from around the world. So it's automatically super, you know, the cuisine just come from all over the place. And we try a lot. And we've learned a lot of new recipes just by um, being introduced to them through the artwork. So... They draw and cook. How was this concepted? Because you two have been working together in illustration for just as long as, you know, your separation, your 12 years. Um, was there always this fascination with food insertly between you two? It, I mean, I think it really did have a specific point where it sprung. And then it was, you know, time before one or the other of us kind of grabbed onto the idea. Um, but we've been working together for 10 years, mostly doing greeting card design, actually. Oh, yeah. yeah. And this is through SSS Studios. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. That's um, that's the studio that we work under. Yeah. And we, um, Sally worked at American Greetings for 12 years in their headquarters in Cleveland. Yeah. Right. And that, that is was the best um, place to meet people and really kind of develop your creative spirit. Cool. Designing them. 
Yes. So you weren't the one that wrote that little thing? No. No. No, that's a whole other department. But we, when I worked there, they were part of our team. Yeah. We worked together. But, um, but since then, we moved into, um, we became freelancers. Yeah. So the greeting cards that we, that we now design, we often write the verse as well as hand letter it, as well as illustrate it and design it. So I think that helped us sort of build kind of a vocabulary for what it takes to create a good illustrated recipe. Because it's, really, it's a really cool problem to solve. How oh, yeah. to visually communicate a recipe with as little words as possible and using, some, using visuals to sort of pull the, the reader in or the, the viewer in and create a little story yeah. as well as you know, inspire someone and make yeah. it fun at the same time. Well, I mean, like greeting cards there compact they're concise yeah you got to get a lot yeah in a five by seven piece of paper you got to convey a lot of emotion yeah well and the similarity is there are recipes in the book and on the site that their main hook is they are just so beautifully illustrated yeah so the person's drawn to it because it's it's just such a luscious rendering but then there's greeting cards that are so funny you're buying them because they're funny and there's recipes like that oh yeah so for every style of how people communicate there's almost a recipe that matches your style of communication. I mean, visually, stylistically, too. Yeah. Because, I mean, you, you go from seeing things that are pop art, to, uh, which I, I believe is that pesto recipe. Yeah. In there. Yeah, it's uh, super graphic. Yeah, and it's just, you know, it's so abstract uh, to the point that there are no real representations of the ingredients on there. Whereas others... There aren't any words. I mean, I think there was an authentic guacamole. Yeah. Um, I love that recipe. Yeah. It's um, yeah. There's just it's just a beautiful rendering of uh, the the five ingredients in guacamole: the yeah. garlic, avocado, cumin, um, onion, red onion, cilantro, and one other that I'm yeah. Not. But the best part is you know the the girl that's just all sassy laying there. Yeah. With the guacamole. And the mortar and pistol on her lap. Yeah. But, I mean, it looks like a facade of a building in a oh. mission in San Francisco. I mean, it doesn't, you know, have anything other than this emblematic sense of what the recipe is. Yeah, it's just it, be, kinda, it would be a great billboard. Yeah. I mean, you look at it and you don't yeah. think, oh, that's a recipe. You're like, it's... You just want to go have some guacamole. Totally. Yeah. Which is sort of the whole point. You, you know, when these recipes come in, there's mornings where we open, you know, the email and you see it and... We, you know, it's like immediately, Nate, go Google video. Yeah. We, we, I, we, I'm so excited we got to talk about this one. And it's like, oh, my gosh, did you see how they did that? And and who would have thought? Or, God, you know, the more they start to personalize these and put in little words, you know, we they've come up with a whole new vocabulary, yumptious. Yumptious. And this, you know, num, num, num. 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 Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what they say it in French, I think. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's just so funny. Different, um, different cultures have different yummy words. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the site itself, because that was the precursor to the book. Um, they draw on cook.com. When did it actually start, and what was the concept? Was it literally a restaurant, uh, I mean, a recipe trade? Oh, God. I mean, there was no plan. Yeah. There's all. no. <laughs> it's, um, well, as illustrators, every year we try to send something out to our clients just to remind them that we exist <laughs> and to show them, like, what, we, what we're working on, or if we were developed a new illustration style what that is and one year Sally and I we always take family vacations together and one year we were in Asheville and I was making um, a what was it fig fettuccine and a butter balsamic sauce you you can't even like say it without drooling yeah Yeah, it's good (laughs) 
With poppy seeds. Yeah, it was, it was the middle of summer, and the figs were super fresh. Yeah. You know when you get a crate of figs, how yeah. beautiful they are. Oh. So I'm like slaving away making this dish. <laughs> it's, it's not an easy thing to make. you got to reduce the, the, the vinegar and, and bake the figs. And, and Sally's sitting at the table doodling. Yeah. Sipping wine, drawing the figs, yakety, yakety, <laughs> chamoring on. And all of a sudden I thought, I, I love drawing figs. They're so lyrical and they're so sexy and they're... You had your watercolors out, right? Yeah. yeah. And I thought, wow, the, why, why don't I draw, illustrate more food? I need some more assignments that get me food clients. So, you know, that goes on too. I finally just start to... I have a blog of my own, and I thought I'm just going to post, um, you know, my blog is all about visual chatter, so I'm just going to post some recipes, and I'm going to adorn them with some, you know, images, patterns, and, you know, start posting them, and then finally, we were brainstorming, you know, the Christmas client gift, and I said, Nate, we should illustrate recipes, because we were addicted to making books on our Mac, yeah. if you've ever done those. You know, through iPhoto, you can make those teeny little oh, books. Yeah, yeah. Totally addicted to it. And... So we're like, so, this is cool. Well, for this year, for our client gift, we'll we'll like pick a couple of our favorite recipes. It'll give us a reason to draw food, and maybe we'll get a client who will commission some sort of food illustration from us. Yeah, but the you know the more we thought about, it, we're like, well, that doesn't really show. We're, we need, let's do different illustrators. Let's call all our illustrator friends, and then we can give it to family and friends. And it's not just our work, and it'll show that. You know, we like working with other people, and your work always looks better if you pick the other really good artists yeah. to sit amongst. Plus, we could also sh- we were we were also able to share our client list. Like, if we sent the book to all our clients, and we picked we, nine of our illustration illustrator friends would also send it to their clients. We'd all, you know, share a, a common client base. So, like CSA a community. Um what is it called? Community-supported art instead of agriculture. Yes, yeah. Exactly. Illustration. Yeah. Exactly. Yes, exactly. So, you know, we get the group together, and we're brainstorming, and one particular guy is so on board, and okay, here's our due date. Okay, the due date comes and goes. His illustration's not done. Because you needed 10 or 11 um, pages. No, you need nine. Nine, yeah. nine recipes. In order to justify printing a book. Yeah, That's you have to fill amount. nine. And he, so we missed the Christmas deadline. So we're like, well, okay, how about Valentine's Day? So Nate was in town, and we're still waiting for this one particular person to get their recipe in. And, and we're so impatient because we have these eight recipes, which are great. great. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not good about keeping secrets, and I'm not good about if I've done something I like, I just like need the whole world to see it and give me a big pat on the back. <laughs> <Come> on. <laughs> look at I know. me. Look so at pro- me. Exactly. <laughs> um, so Nate's in town, and I happen to have an appointment with a psychic. Who's also our business manager. Yes, we call Ernesto our business yeah. manager now. Did she see this now. book coming? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, Ernesto is good. Yeah, no, this, this is the I, psychic I that the psychics go to. Yeah. yeah, he is the psychic the psychics go to. So I sit down, and he just looks at me, and he says, whoa. He says, your brother has an idea, and you need to listen to it because it's going to be big. Oh, and that is all I needed to hear. <laughs> <laughs> so I everything, know. Every idea I had was like, this Ernesto said, you have to listen to me. I don't like, and didn't I say he was bossier? So <laughs> anyway, so the next day I leave the room. Nate's like, I'm sick of waiting for this last recipe. I'm going to make it a blog. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. What's a blog? No, I knew what a blog was. I come back in. <laughs> he's hand lettered it. It's up and running. And the next day we started getting recipes. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We and did, what year was this? 2010. Was February. February, right. Well, mm-hmm. we posted it with the eight recipes. And I just thought I was going to be like, okay, Let's just let this thing live somewhere and kind of be done with it and move on. 
Um, yeah. But it was literally the next. Cause well, those those eight artists posted it on their blogs. Yeah. And those eight artists had pretty good blogs. And then it just kept, Crazy you know, the tentacles. Yeah. Eventually. And then it was two days later that just out of the blue, because on the blog I said, if you want to illustrate a recipe, send it to this email. Thinking, you know, no one's going to do this. <laughs> um, and two days later, someone sent in a recipe for an M&M casserole. Yeah, yeah. Just, and it was, which it is was, a bowl of M and M's. Yeah, <laughs> my kind of guess. <laughs> I don't, so it was, it was just after that, and at that point, then and it still, it's kind of the problem. This is all I talk about. So I'm in the grocery store line, and I'm telling people about it. I'm in American Greetings. I'm at the post office. I'm getting my hair cut. <laughs> what do you, your, your niece is an illustrator? Okay, she has to go to the site and submit a recipe, and then the the recipes start coming in and. We were so excited. So Nate started this dialogue with every single artist, which was brilliant. Because but it was totally sincere. Like someone well, would yeah, send a recipe. Yeah, we were super in, excited. And we'd fall off our chairs because it's so beautiful. Yeah. And like we're, these people are so generous. And you could tell they had a fun time with it. But they also send, you know, a link to their blog or their website. And then you go there and you learn more about them. And you're like, oh my God, these people. I mean, they're not all professional illustrators. I'd say most of them are professional doodlers they're they're aspiring illustrators they just do it for fun um some of them are artists but then you go to their blog and you're like look at all of this this talent that, yeah. that people are just putting out in the world for fun and so then you send them an email like oh thank you so much i love what you're doing on your blog then i follow their blog and then you know sally follows their blog too. I, I think i follow like 300 blogs now well, yeah, and then then we sit back and we're like, "How are we still getting any jobs when all these great illustrators are out there?" <laughs> I know. But then it was the other thing of they're so excited to be on our site, and and I'm I'm like that with other sites. Like I participate in Illustration Friday. I'm always dumping my art in all these little contests and things, and and it's really just fun to see your stuff somewhere else. And these people were so sincere, and then you know the sincerity became contagious, and then we're grateful, and then they're more grateful, and we're really grateful. Yeah. And then the fan base, too, they're super generous with their comments. Because a lot of these folks are, um, like I said, they're aspiring illustrators, so they don't get a lot of feedback. But they send us a recipe, and then we post it, and then all these people from out of the blue comment on it very generously and wonderfully. And that just encourages them encourages them to create more. Well, I think that's the same way certain recipes are developed. The treasure trove that was the recipe box of all those little index cards and gets passed around through family through generation through friends and then oh cook you know aunt somebody's this or you know uncle somebody's that and that becomes legacy and i think it's similar to this work itself i mean totally and you know a lot of the recipes on the site actually are mom's brownies um nana's rugula grandma's apple pie so you you could tell that you know when you're when when you're challenged to illustrate a recipe, you're going to pick a recipe you love. And the chances are that's a family recipe that's been passed down. Yeah. And this is such, and illustrating is such a great way to sort of commemorate that. Excellent. We're going to take a quick break and come back and find out a little more about the people behind the food and illustrations and they draw and cook. You've been listening to The Food Scene on HeritageRadioNetwork.com. We'll be right back.
Hey, and welcome back to the food scene on HeritageRadioNetwork.com. Here today with DayDraw and Cook.com, as well as the people behind the book, They Draw and Cook, Nate and Sally. Thank you again for being on. This is, it's amazing because I had this weird flashback when I first saw this book that in college I was making these movie posters um, about food. I've always been more than just food obsessed. It's always been, you know, this very innate part of me. But I was making these movie posters of like uh, Ants on a Log (laughs) and other childhood like ethos. Did you really make an Ants on a Log movie poster? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't a movie poster. It just was. But it was. It was something you could hang up in your kitchen for your kids so they can look at that. And, you know, I think I made that. I don't remember what else I made, but I remember the ants on the log one because I spent, you know, weeks upon weeks using the computer and hand drawing and scanning stuff in. Um, And then I'm like, I'm just going to be a photographer. (laughs) I can't deal with this kind of crap. Uh, But then seeing this, not only do I see how talented these people are that submit recipes and illustrations, but, you know, how much work actually goes behind it. It's not like a doodle, as you say. It's it's not sitting down at the coffee table in the morning and just knocking one out. It's, oh, no uh, way. Yeah. The, these have been inside somebody, have oh, been building. And, yeah. I asked uh, one of the artists, his name is Jonathan Hawker, and he lives in uh, Leicester, England. His illustrations are super detailed and really well yeah. rendered. Which one is this? Um, it's for a, a chili and lime sea bream. Oh, yeah, yeah. And what's interesting about this, when I first saw that recipe, I thought, okay, if Alton Brown had to illustrate a recipe, that's what this would look like. Because it's super clinical. And everything, like the, the ingredients, the, the salt and the pepper are in these sort of petri dishes and the oil and the vinegar are in these little beaker-ish jars and everything's clearly labeled and it's on graph paper and um i I asked him like how long does it take you to do this because he's submitted like five recipes since then and he said each one takes 15 hours yeah but you know what else and i asked him what he did because i'm like are you a professional illustrator um, he's like no i'm a chemistry teacher (laughs) well he's it on the graph paper it totally comes through yeah I mean, you would never guess that, but it all makes sense now. Yeah. No, I mean, it's wonderfully systematic, whereas there are whimsy and, you know, other recipes. There are some people that, you know, uh, have a system in place <laughs> on how to write a recipe and how to lay it out on these pages. Um, but like we said, the guacamole one before kind of just uh, lived in a different way. And Well, some of the recipes aren't, aren't so much recipes as they are inspiration yeah, or yeah. or yeah. like 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 Sally's recipe for arugula salad. It doesn't have measurements or amounts or instructions. It just has the ingredients. Yeah, I mean, for me, I just like things that I don't have to measure. Yeah, <laughs> because I don't pay attention. I'm not a good baker, um, and I don't really like to fuss with type. I like to do hand lettering, so yeah. I don't want to have to get in there and, and pick fonts and and fuss like that but there's some in here that are just so funny they do them in like the cartoon strip of it's um mariana olajak am i pronouncing it oklajak oh yeah she she's She's, sort of a cartoonist from posen in poland yeah which one did she do it's the raisin bran where the boyfriend is going to make her the perfect (laughs) raisin bran and the end she just totally blows him off and tells him to f off and and get rid of that ugly plaid shirt (laughs) and oh my god it's like the best little surprise at the end 
And you think, oh, I forgot that I'm making Raisin Bran muffins. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> tells them a great time. It's an awesome little story. Well, I mean, the Blueberry yeah. Bran muffin, too, is you know a storyboard of two characters. What is it? A raccoon and a, a rabbit. Yeah, that's Kate O'Leary's. Yeah. In fact, the book signing, we had a book signing party in Hudson, Ohio, at, in my little hometown at the um, great, little, great little bookstore, The Learned Owl. And I had made Kate's muffins. Yeah. And... They're dense. I mean, they're healthy, they're dense, and I have them all on a platter, and I'd print out a recipe to, for kids to color if they came in, and all of a sudden, someone comes in, and they're kind of really looking at things, and I'm like, oh, do you do you know someone in the book? Oh, Kate O'Leary. And I'm like, oh, it's her muffins I made, and they're like, oh. <laughs> and how did that go? Yeah. <laughs> they're like, those. Are, that's a lot of muffin to eat. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, yeah. I'm like, they're really healthy. Yeah. They're yeah. brand. I mean, but, yeah. they, they sound like they're representative of what brand should be. But wasn't that Kate's mom? It was her mom and dad. Yeah, it was her mom and dad and aunt that had come in. They saw come in to make fun of her muffins. Yeah. <laughs> no, I made I made those muffins too. I liked them a lot. But you see, I, I just can't leave a recipe alone. Like I I rarely follow it to the T. Yeah. When I get this blueberry brand muffin recipe. I couldn't resist just putting in way more blueberries. Yeah. Blueberries were in season. I had tons of them, so I just threw them all in there. Yeah, but, you know, that's what this, this book allows you for that. Well, I mean, the, the raw Brussels sprout and radish oh, salad. Oh, do you know those guys? They're local. No, no. Who are they? Oh, Phil, um, Philip Rosenblum and, and Christina DeCosta. They have a blog that's called 30 a Week. They yeah. live in Brooklyn. And their blog is about living, is about eating on $30 a week. And I got turned on to this blog when they sent in this illustration. And these guys are not professional illustrators. It, so they just sort That's of. a damn good Brussels sprout, I must say, though. It's a it yeah. is, it's, it is. It's a great drawing, and you could tell they did it with their colored pencils. Yeah, and it's all hand lettered, and it's just for the ingredients: raw Brussels sprouts, radish, um, oil, vinegar, lemon. But salt. it sounds so good. I never would have put Brussels sprouts and radishes together. Yeah. Yeah, and I would have never. I would have. I've always cooked Brussels sprouts. I, I didn't know. think you could. Well, I said to someone, I'm like, I never raw Brussels sprouts, and they're like, it's a mini cabbage, of course. <laughs> I was like, oh. Yeah, but see, this is because yeah. our, you know our mom would cook Brussels sprouts for like three, <laughs> three days. days before, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, I learned uh, the term affogato when I was recently in Sicily, which means drowned, and most people know it as um, you know ice cream, and they pour espresso shot, but they do it to green vegetables as well and they cook the shit out of it they oh, cook totally. it to the point where it's unrecognizable as its original form and it's mush it's baby food Puree. and mm-hmm. affogato yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, don't, yeah um well there's another james gulliver hancock he's brooklyn yeah he lives in williamsburg and he's super hip i mean you do not meet someone that's more hip than yeah. him every detail and his illustration style is for kim it's his recipe's kimchi is that the one that's in here? Yeah, kimchi? it's kimchi. Oh, yeah. And you look at it, and okay, not only is his illustration super hip, but kimchi is like the super hip food yeah. right now. I'm yeah, like, he oh, he it. is the total, everything is perfect, perfect, perfect. Yeah, I was like an instant fan the very first recipe he sent in. He's got like, he sent, I think he has four or five recipes yeah, oh, on They Draw and Cook. But what I love about it is, you know, They Draw and Cook is such a kind of a creative playground for artists. There are no rules. You can just yeah. illustrate whatever you want. Um and he said that he was happy to have submitted this recipe because he works for art directors who tell him what to do. But with this recipe, he ventured into a new illustration style, and he found that he liked it, and now he's, he's been using it ever since. Yeah. So it was, a, it was a good testing ground. 
Yeah. I mean, that's, I think that's kind of the biggest thing that's come out of this is it is a creative playground. You don't have an art director's voice coming through your head telling you what to do or how much you're getting paid or when it's due. And I think that's really what brings out the best in people. Yeah. And I mean, for me, when I'm stressed, I'll illustrate a recipe. And it's, it's, you know, it's a soothing thing for me. And I think that's... You mean like instead of eating that pint of ice cream or a bag of potato chips, no, you'll I'll draw do that them? too. <laughs> While eating yeah. Jenny's salty caramel ice I know, cream. Yeah. I try to be vegan. There's three things I can't give up. Um, no, but I do that too. The more assignments I have, the more I just want to blow them off and illustrate a recipe. Yeah. Well, I mean, then seeing recipes like watermelon soup make me want to... Oh my submit. God. Is that one great or the, what? I was cracking up. If, when I saw it, yeah, the detail. If, oh. if Jan Shankmeyer could illustrate a recipe, that would yeah. be it. Look at the beady eyes on that watermelon. Yeah. That thing is creepy. I mean, it's the most, it's the nicest Edward Gorey esque totally. thing I've ever seen. <laughs> but like, as as slightly intimidating and um, you know, evil that watermelon seems, I want to, I want, I want that soup. Yeah. I, I want to puree know. that guy. And I make it soup. <laughs> You're done. And our, my other one that I'm always drawn to is the Moroccan orange salad, which is oranges and dates. And it's like, God, again, you know, I don't even really need to do the recipe as it says, but you learn one thing, that those two ingredients play well together. Mm-hmm. And then I added chili peppers because someone else had, or red chili flakes, had a combination. And I was like, okay, my new favorite combination. Yeah. So I think that's, you know, the, the takeaway is not always follow exactly the recipe. But, um, but it's the inspiration. Yeah. yeah. Well, there are over 100 recipes in this book. How many countries are represented because I know on your website you have I don't know ninety countries. Wow, yeah, artists yeah. from ninety Over countries around the world. Over eight hundred artists. Yeah, because you see the influence in this book going from like you said, Moroccan cuisine to Bunuelos to you know, you know. Uh, oh, it's super multicultural. A l- lot of lot of Brits, a lot yeah. of. Um, oh yeah, and yeah. a lot of chai recipes now. And, yeah, and then you start to get seasonal ones coming in. Um, but it, I, the one thing I do find myself doing a lot is googling. You yeah, know, you'll see an ingredient that you've never heard of, or someone just had a, a recipe for top hat, and we—I didn't know what a top hat. Yeah, top. crispy. It's it's the pan form that you put the dough in, and it forms like a little top hat. So <laughs> yeah, you put it in the oil. Well, to they look her, like little cones, and they're, they're served in Indonesia yeah. and Thailand a lot, like little crunchy cones, mm, and f- filled with veggies. You know, for her, this was just, oh, yeah, everybody knows what that is. Well, I kind of had to email and say, you know, I had to Google that. Yeah. Could you include a little illustration or, um, you know, anything to kind of help us out here? Or we'll be getting so many comments and I won't yeah. be able to answer Well, I mean, that's the great thing, too, about these recipes. I mean, we haven't even talked about the difference between written and visual. You know, when I cook and see all those words, sometimes you're like, oh, these exact amounts, these things. But when you see it visualized, drawn out, um, be it representative or with all the components of things that you have to cook with, equipment, you know it. There's just that correlation. Just It picks up that quicker and it just you know, burns into your memory. Well, yeah. for sure. Like when you're, when you're just like thumbing through the book wondering, you know, what do I feel like cooking? You can just take a quick look at all these recipes and just by looking at the illustrations, you're like, okay, there's a lot of ingredients in that one. Or, oh, here, this one has like four ingredients. I can do this in yeah. a minute. Or, you know, I've got the rest of the afternoon. Sure, I'll I'll make these empanadas. Yeah. I'll pick my way through. Well, um, 
What's my train of thought? Well, I mean, oh. there are a lot of different moods in the book, too. I mean, we were talking about that first muffin recipe where, you know, the people break up, the guy cries, makes muffins. Um, I have a question about what exactly is Mormon funeral potatoes? <laughs> uh, I've oh, heard, my hat. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody died. <laughs> <laughs> it's the traditional thing when you know someone's died you take a casserole yeah yeah and jo- johanna she's although she's living in barcelona now she was born in salt lake city to a you know in a, in a mormon family and this is what you do you bring a big starchy batch of potato what kind of soup is it mixed with cream of mushroom maybe cream of mushroom i was gonna say something yeah yeah, yeah. that sounds I like mean, it that tastes is, like sorrow. that is just uh yeah, that was definitely one of the, the funnier ones when that rolled in. Yeah. So the site turned into a book. Are you hoping to do more books? Yay! Yeah? Yes. Because yes. how can people submit? <laughs> they just go directly to the website, upload their recipe, illustrated recipe. and Yeah, and that's it. And, you know, it comes in and we, we look at it to make sure that it, it makes sense and to make sure that the type is legible. Um, anyone can submit as long as it's not, you know, poisonous or... <laughs> Offensive. Oh, I shouldn't even, even say that. Someone like even in the book, there's a recipe for uh, making your own play-doh. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it, it's it's great play-doh. Yeah. Someone made it for the book launch party, and it's just the right texture. And and you can eat it. Flour, water, salt, oil, and cream of tartar. Well, we yeah. talked about this last night. Someone submitted a recipe for um, healthy dog treats, but all the ingredients were fine. I'm like, well, why couldn't I have? It some? sounds delicious. It was yeah. great. It's because uh, have you ever tasted dog treats? just not right for the human palate always even though there are a couple i have a cat i've tasted his treats not for me you have <laughs> tasted your cat's treats they're crispy chicken kale blueberries cottage cheese. he's a very healthy Yum. healthy cat um <laughs> and he actually eats all those ingredients separately of the tree no your cat eats blueberries oh yeah well he more smushes blueberries no. i'll lick them a little bit yeah no. <laughs> so, but we're getting a little off topic i'll do a whole cat food show someday bring me back <laughs> i i want to end um on what I think is one of the coolest recipes in the book. And thank you because you brought me the shirt of it too, the monkey banana cream. (laughs) (laughs) The illustration's hilarious too. I I love those Frenchy underpant swimming suit things that that monkey is wearing. Yeah. Yeah, the the little monkey, he's he's our spokesperson. Yeah. I mean, you know, look at him. Yeah, of course he is. His banana is just so nicely positioned yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's proud of it i was about to say before this show turns uh, for the worse i want to thank you both so much from uh, coming on putting up they drawn cook.com putting out this book which is just an absolute wonder um and i can't wait for the next edition next edition i i will submit a recipe be thank it, you and thank oh, thanks michael else soon and everyone else out there should too check out they draw cook.com nate and sally Appreciate the, you being here. Yeah, this has been Can we fun. have one final little? Do it. Okay. We have also have They Drawn Travel. Yeah. Someone submitted a map of? Oh, the, it's a, it was a cashew chicken map of Springfield, Missouri. All what? the places where you can go in Springfield, they're Missouri like, to get cashew chicken. There are like three dozen restaurants. Yeah. The, cashew chicken is the signature dish of Springfield. So we love that the sites have started to morph into each other. Yeah. And we you'll <laughs> be back and you'll be on this show and we'll talk all about that because... Now I kind of a, have a hankering for cashew chicken. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank, thank you. you. This is Excellent. so fun. You've thank been you. listening to the food scene on HeritageRadioNetwork.com. I'm your host, Michael Harlan Turkel. Hoping to have you back here next Tuesday at 3. Ciao.